It's Wednesday and you know what that means. It's time for another Make It A Win podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and I'm very happy to announce that the Make It A Win podcast is proudly sponsored by a small Irish business over here in Melbourne called Attack Sports Australia. I've been lucky enough to get to know one of the founders over the past year in John Barrett. John and myself became quite good friends and he reached out to me earlier on in the year to offer me his product to help with my recovery. And I cannot rave about his compression wear enough. If you're tired of aching pains after your workouts and you'd like to shorten your recovery so you can be at your very best for every session, then Attack Sports Compression Wear is the solution. To order your gear today, the website is attackoz.com. That's A-T-A-K-O-Z.com. Enjoy and enjoy the recovery, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Make It A Win podcast. I'm very lucky to have on with me Mr. Danny Cunningham, actor extraordinaire, clown, and also he went to clown school. Um, still looking like a nice gem. I'm buzzing to have you on here, Danny. How are you, brother? I'm good, Pork mate. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. I've been. I messaged your brother. I messaged Cal. I think about a month ago, asking uh, if I could come on. So I'm glad that, that I can actually do it. So thank you for having me. No, buzzing to have you on, man. So how's things been with you with the whole acting uh, world? How's everything been? Obviously, we've just come out of a very difficult two years. I can't imagine a more difficult um, job over that past two years than yourself to try and get out there. I know uh, over COVID, I was working in a school, a special needs school, and the amount of actors and actresses we got in to work in special needs schools just because they were out of work. And you were asking, oh, how, how'd you get into this sort of line of work? They're like, it's not my line of work. I just have nothing else right now. So this is the only thing I have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, things are definitely way better now, um, especially since I'd say around early November time for for, for myself. But yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Like um, I was actually in clown school when everything locked down uh, in France. So uh, we got to the final week of class, and they just emailed us saying, you know, everything has to stop. Uh, we're really sorry. We'll either refund you the last week or you can do the the final three week course next year for free so if i didn't know if i was going to be getting any money so uh in the next year so i was like oh just please give me the money and then we'll see we'll see where that goes uh but yeah no um the, i mean over those two years before things were starting to like open up uh i got lucky because the company that i was working and living with in spain they they have shows that they have their show end of the company and then they have like their teacher training and, and other things like uh, walking tours. They do like comedy historical walking tours. So they were like, um, look, we know we can't do anything uh, physically for a while. So why don't you just um, every month just sit down? We want to do this walking tour in this place. Uh, it's about this historical time period and this character. Just, just write something funny. So I just did that for about I'm still doing that actually, uh, a lot less now. But it was good because it, it kept uh, kept me um, out of the out of the is it the red whenever you're in debt. <laughs> yeah, keep that out of the red. So that got me so much fun. And then in November we were able to start doing tours again. Uh, so we were back in Belgium. I'm just back from Belgium again. There um, we were in Germany. Uh, I went to England to do the, to do the walking tour. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been very good to be back on my feet, um, especially because I'm, I'm going back to clown school and I need to pay for that. <laughs> so it's been good to have it's been good to have work again. But holy shit, uh, yeah, it was tough. I mean, it just it sort of I always knew it was you know what I wanted to do with my life, and I got very lucky by getting the job and being right out of graduation. So I didn't really know what it was like to be a professional actor. Uh, but I have nothing for a long time. Like I, I had my summers off, but I, I was in my summers. I was just seeing people saying hello and saying goodbye because I knew I was going to be away. You know yourself probably in Australia, and so you, you know you were more spending free time in the summers rather than looking for work. 
and so this was the first period of time where I was just like, yeah, I guess <laughs> for a year I'm just gonna watch movies, uh, fucking get Universal credits. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was, you know, it, it sort of it messed with your perception of time. Uh, because you, you knew, I knew, I hoped, anyway, frankly, it came to pass. I knew that it would be temporary, but you know, you know yourself, sometimes a day can feel like a month, you know, so it, it was tough, but it's way better now. Uh, we did a very short tour there in Belgium, me and Michael's friends and the company. It's just a laugh, like, uh, to do it, and they pay for that, so, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm very lucky, but I'm feeling it's way better now. Brilliant, man. Well, we'll just touch on that as well because you were saying, um, obviously with COVID, you never really there was no finish line. We, we weren't able to see that. Okay, in two months it's finished. Uh, same yeah. over here as it was back home, and I'm sure it was in every single country where the politicians didn't really have a clue, and it was like, oh, a five day lockdown in five days might turn into five months. Was there a time for yourself where you were like? this acting thing, maybe it's not for me, maybe I should just get a nine to five safe job where, you know, I'm not going to be affected by these lockdowns or did it actually make you more passionate and more eager to get it because more people might have been quitting then at that stage, so. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a great question. I, I honestly think that uh, either end of the spectrum of that, of the idea of being confronted with this gulf of new work, and then thinking, fuck, uh, sorry, can I swear? Am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going. Yeah, please, please, thank you. Um, when you're like confronted on uh, any reaction to that, I think is completely understandable. Like, um, luckily, um, I mean, I definitely sat down with myself years ago and I said, look, you know, I pretty much had to decide uh, in first year of university because uh, when I was 18, I applied for, to Queen's University Belfast and I wanted to do, I obsessed with movies, so I wanted to do like drama and film, like theatre. And then we went to the first uh, lecture and the first thing they said to all of us was, if anybody here wants to do any practical in either of these subjects and you're doing them together, then you won't be doing anything because it's going to be all theory. And I was like, oh shit, well, okay, I guess I have to choose. No, it was tough because... I did drama and I did film at A level and I loved the, each of them equally, but I was like, I don't know, I think I do want to do one of them more than the other, so I immediately changed my degree to a full drama. And then since then, I haven't really uh, looked back. Um, the, pande- the pandemic, I'm glad that it uh, it made me realize truly just how much uh, it meant to me uh, what I was doing. Like, I, you don't, I, that's cliche, like, you don't really know what you have until it's fucking gone, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I used to, before I was like, every month of, say, the last half of the year, uh, it would have me in a different country. I would be, you know, doing shows for a week, maybe two weeks on end. Uh, just, you know, eating food, foreign food. Now, it was it was way, um, I mean, it's incredible. And, and it's, it really um, shaped me as an individual, like uh, getting out of Ireland. And I'm sure you know you're different you're like the epitome of it yourself just getting abroad and, and growing but um, I didn't realize how good I had it man and then it all went I was like shit what am I gonna do and uh, we also thought you know the company in Spain which I work part-time with now um, we also thought that was gonna go that was gonna go under because their whole main income was uh, touring schools for nine months you know and doing the shows with kids on stage so they were like, how are we going to do that? <laughs> so they moved it online and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, I definitely made me realize that um, it is really, truly what I want to do. Um, if, if I were to have decided the, the opposite, it would have had probably a bit, I would have had a probably a big existential crisis because I'd invested so much time and money. And then I'm like, oh God, maybe it isn't. But I mean, there have been times where it's, I've been shaken by it. And I'm just like, Fuck, it's so annoying. It, it would be really good to just be like in one place, be able to settle, but like it's always momentary and momentarily. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I get like a meal and I'm ready to go to a new place. And yeah, no, I just, I, it definitely made me realize that it was, it was definitely like, of course, for me to take Brilliant, brilliant. Good that. 
you know, a lot of people learn a lot of things over lockdown and it's brilliant that you got that appreciation for it. Obviously, prior to lockdown, we had the clown school. What yeah. what is that man? Like I am completely <laughs> yeah. alien towards it. I obviously seen your Instagrams and you're wearing these masks and Cahill oh, yeah, uh, yeah. explained a little bit about it to me. It just sounds so bizarre and so mad to me. So yeah. I'll let you just explain a little bit and jump right into there. There, uh, I mean, when people hear the term clown, uh, it's often um, straight in their head that the image that is concocted is is one of an actual clown, like a like a birthday clown. But it's not that. Uh, I wasn't at school for that. Sadly, that would have been fun. Uh, but no, it was uh, clowning is essentially uh, a style of comedy where the performer, uh, the actor. Is, is like a heightened version of themselves. It's like a, like a much happier version. They know the audience is there. And what they're trying to do is uh, do something to make the audience laugh and make them love them. So like, you know, falling, falling over, uh, they'll laugh, you'll stand up, you'll be in pain, but you like look at them and you realize they like you. And you're like, oh great, so you do it again. You're bigger, you know. So it's just about, um, it's just like a good stand-up comedian is a good con. They, they know how to appeal to an audience and you know, make them laugh. They want to be loved by the audience. And, uh, it's also hilarious if you, if you see a really good one. You ever see, I don't know, where are you in Australia? Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, you, I think Melbourne have a great fringe festival. I yeah, so Melbourne actually now starting in like two days, I believe, uh, has the Melbourne Comedy Fest. So it goes on yes. for three weeks long where there's just comedy yes. every single night. I went to it last year seen a few fantastic comedians one that really stood out a guy called uh, rory lau that stands out in my head for similar reasons like knew exactly how to work his body was very very yeah. energetic was just up there constantly and um, so he yeah. he stands out to me yeah yeah it, uh, that's yeah one thing one thing i had to learn uh, doing that sort of style of comedy was how to do less with your body because like you know a lot of actors tend to think that if they, they do more, if they express more, then it's you know it's it's more appealing. But instead, you're just making it uh, like muddled. You know, you're, you're if you're speaking and you're doing this, then what you're saying is lost like in the in the, in the movements. So it's about like toning yourself down. Tiny movements can be hilarious. It's like movies. You see like a camera in someone's face. They're not like going, "What did you just say?" You know, it's, yeah. it's like a turn and it's like a look and then like a well real like micro expressions. But it's I mean, like it's like that there show at uh, the office where Jim looks yes. pans to the camera. It's much funnier That's him just perfect. kind of turning to the camera, looking at it. That's much funnier than Absolutely. him going like the, a perfect. big massive reaction. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, that that awareness, that awareness of the audience is, is probably the most like fundamental part of, of being a clown in, in theater is to know that they're there. And that you you're wanting to impress them, and it may be at the expense at your expense, but you you don't care. You still want to make them laugh, and then them seeing you having fun makes them have more fun as well. But uh, the the whole yeah, so clown school it's run by this guy called uh, Philippe Gaulier, this uh, French uh, theater practitioner. He's in his late seventies. He's uh, notorious in, in Europe uh, as a as a theater sort of person because of his brutal brutal honesty after this if you want to really see what this guy can, can do to your uh, self-esteem just google him uh, because uh, it's it's amazing like that the insults are so creative like he's french but the, the school is taught in english and uh, his, his uh, he also he had like several uh, moments in his life where he suffered from like throat cancer so like he can't really project his voice so instead he has like a mic like a mic attached to him and there's a speaker in the room and when when you're doing whatever you're doing all you'll hear is like oh he's so shit look at him trying to be funny oh he's shit he's just he's just you not only are you hearing the insults but you're hearing it on the fucking speaker uh but no so i went and did a term class school uh, where i did three weeks of mask uh, which was tough uh, because it was not it wasn't you couldn't speak you had like a fucking this huge thing on your face you had to learn how to move but like not talk with your hands it was really hard and none of us got it like that that's the whole thing about school is that 
you do whatever course that you choose. There's no auditioning. It's pretty cheap. Um, but like you could do three weeks of, of one topic and just be really shit. I got it. And then like seven months later, you're, you're sitting there going, oh, that's what that was. That's what that, oh, that's why it was so, and that's what I need to do. And so it's all about like, it's not about success. It's just about like uh, getting rid of your bad habits because a lot of performers have those and I did and I still do. I have like certain things that I'll fall back on if I'm not comfortable in a certain situation on stage. But this one was just about being completely naked on stage, uh, having yourself uh, on the same level as everyone socially. Like that's one thing too that was really uh, appealing to me about it was there were people there who had, I was the youngest there, I was 25 when I was there. And the oldest was like late 50s. And there were people with experience, there were people with no experience. And, uh, but we were all treated the same and we were all insulted the same. It was, it was a lot of fun. But I did mask, I did melodrama, which was hilarious. It's like, you know, uh, you did what? You know, there's this, I can't believe, you know, all this like uh, over the top acting. So funny, hilarious, big costume. And then we did uh, Buffon, which is the opposite of the clown. Uh, the Buffon is like the disgusting clown. It's a clown uh, who is deformed, who has like one arm, uh, one leg, maybe like a terrible unibrow, all this awful stuff. Um, and the whole point of that is, um, so you're, you're, you the audience is there. They don't like you. So you want to make fun of them. So you're like, oh, look, it's these people, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then do like an impression. But you always have to make them feel like you're not insulting them, you're just taking bits. So you have to like, you have to be like, oh, you're a fucking, look at this fat fucking, and then you do like a little smile, like, is that really what I meant? You know, it's like, it's true, you know? But that was really hard too, because you had to, you had to say some awful things to your friends. Like you had to get up on stage in your makeup. I had to dress up as like a drag queen. Like a, like a deformed drag queen, and I and they just told me it's like okay, see your friend over there, tell him tell him something awful, just te- just make him just say the most insulting thing you can think of, and when someone asks you to do that, it is so hard. Like you maybe you thinking it, you may be like oh, but then like when you're told in front of thirty people to tell someone that they're fat as fuck, or that you know you would never fuck them, or or that. You know, all these, like all these, you know, all these things that, that Golia is saying to us every day, you know, like, uh, for example, one lad was doing his bit one day and uh, Golia just goes, eh, shh, stop it, you are shit. And then he turns <laughs> to this girl, he, he turns to this girl and he goes, you, woman from Germany, do you see that man on stage? And she's like, yes. And he's like, hmm, would you... Uh, fuck him or would you kill him <laughs> and, the, and the game the game is always you have to pick the negative one because you know that's that's the whole point of the exercise it's just like you can never say the opposite of what Goliath thinks and then if you do he has a drum like he has like a drum stick and he just hits you <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven, he's 77 years of age the man is like essentially a corpse and the energy he has of just hitting you with fucking drum thing. Uh, but basically to encapsulate the whole experience it was just uh, yeah it was just like a study in, in uh, like the weirdest avenues of, of comedy and, and the weirdest avenues of theater there were people from all over the world so like we were all taught in English but not necessarily uh, did we do our pieces in English there were guys that are from Japan who have no English and no French and just just uh, were amazing they, they had no idea the insults they were getting hurled at them but they were such amazing performers there were guys from china who were incredible there were people from uh, spain ireland australia italy it was it was mad it was like this perfect community of, of like different walks of theater life that you were learning not only just from doing your own bits but just from watching others and that to me that was just fascinating and, and I was supposed to go back, uh, obviously, um, for another term directly after, but then that's when the the lockdown happened. I had to flee France. I had to like uh, run through an empty airport. It was like a movie. 
It was uh, there were three people on my flight home. It was fucking terrifying. Um, and so I couldn't do the next term. So then I didn't want to do it a year after because at that time there were no vaccines yet. I didn't want to risk uh, taking something over because Gully is seventies in the seventies. That's one thing too. We were really afraid that the man was just gonna fucking die. Um, and I had saved up for like three years. You know, I'd heard so much about him. I was like, no, but he's alive. He's well, and uh, I'm gonna go back at the end of April to do um, characters, Shakespeare's back off, and then a clown, a dedicated clown topic as well. So and it's and how long will that all take? It will be about. Nine to ten weeks. Nine to ten weeks. Brilliant. And what's the goals from from that mm-hmm. onwards? Are you wanting to go in? Like, has this uh, kind of taught you what sort of acting style you want to go into? Like, do you want to go that comedy route, or what are you thinking now? You know, at, at university we were always taught a certain type of theatre. Like, we were, it was always the same. You know, it was naturalism. It was the ones you see, you know, every day and. I thought that that was, you know, it for me. I thought, oh, okay, this is, I really like this. I will do this for the rest of my life. Whenever I went to Spain and started doing the, the comedies for the, for the children and stuff, I realized that um, I had way more fun doing that. Like, I, I, I love improvising. Like, uh, you know yourself coming from, like, a school uh, of just, like, pure slagging. Uh, you know, I used to be, we used to be very good at college. We were an all-boys school. So, you know, we used to slag each other every day. We'd have to be quick. You know, we, so I think that that's where that comes from. Uh, but I just I love making voices. I like a bunch of accents I do with my parents. Never mind on stage. Uh, so I felt like I, I finally found like uh, the one that truly appealed to me the most. And that's why I'm like, okay, I should learn as much uh, about comedy as possible. And um, I do. I, it, it, in an ideal world, I would just do all the courses on Gaudier. Um, they're all equally as appealing, but I'm I'm also afraid that by the time I see him again, he might die. You know, he's so I think after this term, I'll see how uh, I'll I'll see him when I'm there, and I'll be like, okay, if he seems okay, then I <laughs> he looks I'm healthy. Fine. That man looks like he has yeah, another another four years in him. I'll, I'll go for like, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so shit. Like, but um, I've also. Uh, Applied at a phone call on Friday with this guy who's the direct a director of um, uh, an acting school in New York. Uh, um, they do like a six or seven week acting uh, course there in Manhattan, and uh, it's pretty cheap and it's apparently um, quite good. So if the call goes well with him, I'll know if I can go and do that in February 2023. So the plan, I think, after Paris will be to save up again. Uh, or possibly going to New York for six weeks. This is all to get, uh, like, not only do I want to really go to the States and see New York especially, but, you know, to do that and also be able to train at the same time is a gift. And it means that on my actor's CV, I can put, I have training with this well-known comedy trainer dude. And I have uh, naturalism training as well. And so I can be like, look, I can do both. So... And in acting and, and in, the, in the business, pretty much, uh, if you have any sort of training, you'll always get looked at first or, or quicker. You can't, you know, it's, it's a bit tough uh, for us in the north because we don't have a dedicated drama school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only drama school that we would have in Ireland, basically, is, is, is the Lear in, in Dublin. But that's so expensive uh, to even be a Dubliner and go there. It's expensive to find living there. So it's very rare that performers in Belfast and it's a small community but it's, it's thriving but it's fair that when you get someone or a group of performers who can turn around and say I have training like mm. full-on training so I think that's definitely something that I would be more comfortable having and then approaching an agent uh, and saying look here's this training stuff I have I, I can do this I can do both um, rather than go and you know take my word for it I can do you know you know what I mean so yeah, so basically the whole end game is just to get as much training as possible to also make myself feel more comfortable too about Brilliant. Um, putting myself out there as well and, and performing. Yeah. It's funny how you mentioned how it's not that big in Northern Ireland, obviously. 
I remember for my GCSEs, I did drama, business studies, and I think graphic design, yeah, graphic design and photography was the other one. And the only one that I was really interested in was drama because I was actually yeah. pretty good at it. Yeah, I, I was like, I loved drama, like really, really did. And I couldn't do it for A-level because I was the only one in my school that decided, like wanted to do it for A-levels. And they said, no, you can't do it, but you can do, um, you can go to St. Mary's, which is an all girls school. You can go to St. Mary's and you can do it two days a week. And obviously me being a 16 year old lad was like, I'm not going to an all girls school. That's not, no, I'm not doing that. Which is something I kind of regret now, you know, because it was a passion, something I was very passionate about. I loved the acting. Um, but so with yourself, how do you get into something like that there? Like what makes you love acting? What makes you love what you do? All right. Uh, well, funny enough, actually, when I did drama level, I did with series, and uh, but they came to us. So we only had four guys. We had four guys in class, and there were four girls, and that was like the minimum that we could do in class with. Uh, but yeah, I also had to do move in image arts, which is like a film uh, course as well for A level. But we had to go to series, so me. You, you may have dodged a bullet there because it was chaos just getting to the class. It was fucking nuts. Uh, but how did I get into it? Um, basically, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I, I think at about uh, 16, and they were telling us, you know, pick your air levels, all this crack. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I had, you know, I used to want to be a footballer. I used to want to be a scientist. And then I was like, I, nothing really felt right. And then I was just like, look, um, I was looking at the, the list of subjects I picked from, and uh, I was like, you know, might as well do things I actually enjoy, like in in my free time. Like I love movies, I love plays, I love reading, uh, and and so I was like, look, fuck it. If I if I end up you know working nine to five, at least I'll have done the subjects I enjoy, as opposed to subjects that I'm expected to do. So I picked drama because uh, at home. Uh, you know, in my house, we, we take the piss a lot. Uh, you know, since I was a kid, we've watched tons of movies. We've all these like uh, memes, like and voices, accents that I still do. Like like yesterday, uh, Germany were playing the Netherlands in the World, in the World Cup qualifiers, or was it friendly? And I I drunkenly invented this sort of um, camp German camp counselor called Klaus on holiday once with my dad and uh, so he so like you know he's very he's very excited to be here and you know he, he really just wants to let you know how good it is to be at the summer camp I love the soccer just, game you know, I love the football the soccer is the yeah, best yeah, in the world I love it I love it fantastic so that voice became a, a, a new one with me and my dad my mum so whenever Germany are on, I will send them a voice. I will say, oh, Klaus got in contact with me. And I'll send them a voice message of Klaus, like, at the camp. Uh, <laughs> really excited about the game. And it is, you know, it's things like that. Like, we've been doing that now for so long. And uh, with my friends as well. Like, I, I've always really enjoyed making people laugh. And so I was like, how do I uh, turn that into, like a, like, a lifestyle? So, yeah, I did, uh, I did drama for A level. I also did. New Point Players, which is like a small like mm -hmm. summer, uh, yeah, you know yourself as a summer course in in Uri. and that really that really was like my first proper introduction to doing a show. Like the first show I ever did was was with them. It was the first time I had like a tech rehearsal. The first time I had to properly like learn a script from start to finish, not just a scene for class. So it was really formative. And then it just honestly, uh, it just felt it just felt right. And then I was like, okay, these the two years at A level were, were amazing. We did so much. We read so much cool stuff. I did English literature, so that meant we got to read a lot of plays. And uh, I was really, um, I really loved reading like Othello. It's like my favorite show, the Shakespeare play. And I had like a character from that that I ended up, you know, auditioning with, uh, auditioning with the monologue for. And I just thought oh, I just love that character. He yeah, added too much. So I was like, okay. This feels good and this feels right and I'm happy, so I may as well do this for university if I get in. And so I applied. I got, I did, tried to do drama and film, like I said. And then uh, I went to my tutor and I was like, look, I want to do practical in one of these. And I think it's drama. And he was like, okay, well if you're ready, put all, like all the cards on the table. If you really want to go for it, then do it. Um, and I was like, okay. And I 
full drama after that. I was able to do three years of, I'd say about 60% theory and then 40% um, practical. But then also I was part of, new, uh, not new point players, but Queen's players, uh, their, their drama society on the side. And I, I, I say this to my friends often, I think I learned as much about performing from players as I did from my degree because uh, there was so much theory in the degree that you were fighting to be like, okay, great, but when are we going to do this mm -hmm. scene? Can we do this scene? Can we get up? Whereas in players, there were six shows on every maybe two months. You would uh, audition. Uh, you would, you know, be, you would see your friends perform. You were seeing people who weren't drama students perform. Uh, people who were like astrophysics uh, degree people. There were uh, games designers who just liked acting, and you were you were outside of the bubble of drama, seeing just people liking the perform who aren't actors. You know, so it was refreshing. So yeah, I did I think about twenty one shows with players over three years. We went to um, drama festivals, university drama festivals in Cork, Dublin, and then we hosted it once in Belfast. So that was really cool. We got to see other schools, uh, what they were doing, like. Um, difference in funding like man when we went to dublin it was run like their their players association was run like a theater company like they had money they had organization they had theaters we had to fight pretty much to get to use the queen's theater like the one theater that queen's university has that brian real we had to literally show up and beg them to let us perform otherwise we would perform in the rehearsal room upstairs mm -hmm. which is like used by drama but that's not it's not you know it has lights yeah it's not it's not, not theater you know you want to it, it always bewildered us that our the drama society couldn't use the drama facilities you know anyway so yeah that that really helped me sort of uh, become uh, more experienced more comfortable with myself as a performer but even though like for like the still the three years i uh, suffered from intense nerves like i had to be I had to be at my starting place either before the show, about 30 or 40 minutes before the show started, even if I wasn't in it for another hour, because I felt like if I didn't be there, if I wasn't there, I wasn't ready, you know? Yeah. That, that thankfully isn't uh, the case anymore. Uh, but yeah, so I did the three years, and then I was like, okay, I definitely, definitely want to be an actor um, in some shape or form. Like, I'm not necessarily want to be famous people tend to think that you, know, you want to be famous or whatever i just want to be paid regularly i just want to like live a, a life where i'm able to like, work for so many months here in this theater and maybe then go work in a bar for a couple months chill out then go back to this thing and that works for me but then i just i didn't know how to do that when i was 21 and i just you know, i would always get emails through um, about like you know auditioning for this thing in London like a, like a summer course I did that a couple of times but again I was green as grass when I went over I looked like this I'm like wearing jeans right now I showed up to an audition in Rada uh, in jeans and a jumper everyone was in like exercise gear like they were all like prim and proper English people and I like turned up like this like hey guys they were like where the fuck are you from and I'm like I'm from Ireland it's like Oh, I was like, yeah, I go to Queens, and they're like, oh, Queens University, Southampton. I'm like, no, no, Queens University, Belfast. And they're like, well, you came all the way for this? And I was like, yeah, 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 well, fucking class. <laughs> and I did like a monologue from Reservoir Dogs. Like, it was, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but they're always great. They were always like character building, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, they were holidays for me. My dad, we're Arsenal supporters, and the audition was in London. So he was like, let's go and we can audition and if we get it, class. If we go over, uh, we can go see the game as well. So that's what we did. And then I got an email through from this company, an Irish company, but based in Spain, uh, called Interacting Theatre Company. And uh, they were like, look, we're looking for some young actors who want to you know, live in a, in a foreign country who can um, perform for nine months on end, have a fixed salary for nine months. And that mm -hmm. any any actor was just uh, was alien, you know, it was like, oh my god, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly breaking the bank, uh, money-wise, but it was, it was still a regular wage, so I just emailed back on, you know, on the fly, I didn't think, I didn't think I was going to get it or anything, and uh, I think 
was like a week before my graduation, I got an email saying that uh, they'd accepted me and they'd accepted two of my other friends. Uh, we were told it was only going to be one of us. And they, they picked three of us who were really close to me. And they're like, oh my God, amazing. We get to go live in Madrid together. Uh, and we'll live in a flat together. We'll be suntanned, all this crack. And uh, we got a, a quick sort of jolt uh, to reality when we when we got there uh, because uh, it's tough, man. You know yourself from, from moving essentially across the entire world. Uh, you more than myself. But like I was 22... When I was well, 21, when I went to Madrid, it was literally a month after I graduated. I was still a kid. Um, I had like a basic grasp of Spanish before that, because like, we we taught it there before, and then during the summer I just sort of batted out a load of uh, Spanish. But I was the only one who had any of it, so I had to I had to basically talk to three people um, for about maybe four or five months. Uh, it was hard. Uh, it was really warm. And then we had to learn a whole other, like, we had to learn a whole other style of theater. Like, we walked into comedy, and we'd studied three years of straight drama, straight acting. So yeah. we had all of this, all of these, like, we were so rigid. We didn't know how to, like, turn to an audience and what, there's an audience there. And they're not supposed to know. I'm not supposed to it was, it was like a, a sort of an immovable object and an unstoppable force sort of meeting. Um, and I was going to, they told me, because now I'm very friendly and friendly uh, with the company and but they they told me that after just before Christmas they were considering letting me go because I was bad. I was really I was really bad. Uh, because I just I just couldn't relax. Like it was the nerve it was to do with things like nerves and uh, and just like general like immaturity. Like I definitely and just it was a it was hard work. Um, and then something happened at like Christmas where I sort of had like a feeling that I wasn't good at the job, but I knew I was having an amazing time. I knew I was like, I don't want, if I'm going to get fired, they need me at least till June. If I'm going to get fired, there's no point in worrying. I'm just going to go back in January and just have fun and stop giving too much of a fuck, you know? Like I just, I had this like crippling, not anxiety, it was just crippling nerves, even though I'd done at that point like, at least 200 shows like I, I i knew i could do it but i was holding myself back by by not letting go like not just just breathing and just having fun so i just went back in january and i guess it's just gonna i'm gonna let go i'm just gonna have fun and it changed everything fucking changed my my ability to actually enjoy myself I made the show better made the shows better we were doing six of them you know and after that, it changed, and they were like, yeah, do you want to stay, like, for another year? And I was like, uh, yes, please. Like, I mean, of, like, because we, not only was I not having fun with the job, but I loved living in Spain. I was at that point now, like, pretty much on my way to, like, being fluent. I didn't want to learn Spanish for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, because we were traveling throughout Spain, I was like, I, I haven't seen the entire country yet. I want to see how much you can see. So I went back in the second year. I was the only one that stayed on from, from the whole team of actors. And they made me sort of like a higher like employee kind of thing, you know. And then that, that was amazing. The second year was incredible. It was much more easier now that I knew the crack. There were different shows, which kept it fresh. And then I at the end of my second year, I was like, I still don't feel like I'm finished. Like I still don't feel like uh, I've experienced all that I would like to have experienced yet and they were like well do you want to do a third and I was like yes please and so I did my third year and then I was like halfway through my third year and it was like starting to feel like it was coming to an end like I, I felt like it, three three is a good number like I had three years of university that felt just right it felt just right and I thought to myself that if I stayed for a fourth year uh, I think I wouldn't enjoy it anymore because it was it was tough. We were on the road a lot, and sometimes you're in a van for six hours to 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 build bow, you know. And if you're there for a week, you know. But you don't after a certain point in the season, so you, you have to have had made your friends before Christmas. 
you know, in the city. Yeah. Because we'd spend most, we'd, we'd be back home in Madrid at the weekends, but you know, at the weekends after a week of touring, all you want to do is come drunk and yeah. dance. You're not, you're not out speed dating, making loads of mates. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it would get tough. I'd miss home again. You know all this. I'd miss home. I would miss the simplicity of living in like a smaller town. Like, like in Madrid, it, it's six, six, five or six million people. Uh, it's a bit, you know, it's uh, a lot of go, go, go. You know, it's yeah. just like oh, every now and then you're like, oh. um, but and I was also sick of Christmases and summers just being essentially hellos and goodbyes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I wanted to be like uh, at least home for a while, uh, and so at the end of my third year, uh, I, I told them all this, and I was completely open. And they were like, "Yeah, that's great, but we don't want to. We don't want to lose you, Bully. Like, you know." And I knew that the company had like other actors who weren't doing the Spain tours, uh, who would do tours in other countries. Because uh, I didn't understand the or or see the scope of the company. I thought it was just all shows, but it's not. It's, it's teacher training, it's drama workshops, and it's shows in other countries as well. So I was like, look, I will be in Belfast for the foreseeable now. Um, I'm going to probably try and get a job. I'm going to try and save up for a clown school um, if you need me. Um, I'll do those tours, like those foreign tours, because uh, they're only a week or two weeks. Yeah. You, don't have to, you, don't worry about, you won't have to worry about burning out. You know, there'll be one show for like two weeks, maybe 20 times. Uh, you know, you're, you're not trying to learn six shows. You know, it's, it's much easier. And so they were like, that's completely fine. And so that's what I did. Um, I came back to Belfast. I got my flat, which I'm still in here now, um, with my with my best friends. And I did uh, foreign tours. I did um, two weeks in Finland. I did uh, two weeks in Romania, uh, one week in Berlin, uh, a couple of weeks in Spain again. And we just we just like uh, did them every year. So um, that became like, I knew then like for the next few years, these months, I would definitely have tours so I could like plan around that. And that was great to have because it wasn't all the time and I could do my stuff here in Belfast. I could try to do other acting stuff too around that. Um, but ultimately I just, it was also all to make sure that I could go to clown school and get actual training training. Um, because it's all well and good to say that you did three years of drama yeah. It's, not, it's not an acting group. It's all well and good to be like, I did three years of drama and I worked for three years, but the the sad, not sad thing, more sort of cynical thing about uh, acting that, you know, sometimes it's about the name of the school on, on your CV. So I knew that was the case. So I was like, yeah, got to go to that school, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, ultimately, I also feel like, you know, the it's been, go- I've been very fortunate, like a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are, who are actors and stuff. They they've stayed in Belfast from graduation and they've done really well. Some have stopped, some have continued, some have come out of nowhere and done really well. I have a couple of friends that are in like like we're in TV shows recently on, on BBC. Like one of my closest friends, uh, Keelan Carragher, who went to your school yes, as well. He was uh, in um, the Review Brothers film, wasn't he? Yes, he is. My man is killing it. Keelan is is fucking killing it, and he was in them. Um, he was in like a rebooted one episode, Dry Your Eyes episode on BBC, which was, which was quite funny. He was like the star of that. But yeah, um, and he he uh, he does some of the tours with me now because he did a year with me in Spain, and that's how I know him properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's who I was in Belgium with. He and I were in Belgium just getting drunk and doing shows. It was it was a gift, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the end game of it all, I think is just to get like i'm also obsessed with like learning and i i feel like you're never the great thing about uh, being an actor is you're never finished you're never done like developing especially like even as just a person generally yeah. never done you can't just go like okay i'm 27 i've done this you know this is the best it's gonna be you know i'm not gonna be a better person you can always change and improve and i feel like that's all i really want to do like i just want to keep trying to get better at what I'm doing, learn new things, see new places, and somehow turn that into an income. <laughs> and that's worked so far. So. I love that, man. Like, fair play to you. Fair play. 
Uh, I am conscious of your time, but I would love to ask these next few questions. Um, what has been some of the best advice you've ever received? So it can be to do with acting or just life in general, but what's been the best advice? Yeah, yeah I, I think it's something that was said to me within the context of acting, but ended up uh, being something that I applied to everything. Um, that was um, my tutor, who uh, my tutor in, in university, uh, David Grants, who's a good friend as well. Uh, he once, I remember writing like an essay for one of the courses and talking about my nerves and talking about how it would ruin, like I would like have to like sometimes ruin the show for me. Like I wouldn't enjoy it if I was you know, constantly in my head. And he was, he linked me this article about this and he was like, it's called, it was called Faith Over Certainty. He, he was like, stop looking for certainty that you're going to not fuck up. Right? Just have faith that you're not. Just believe that you don't need to be standing at that at your starting point an hour before the show because you know what you're gonna do. Just have faith. Believe that you can do it as opposed to convincing yourself you can't. You know you can do it. Just breathe. And that that really helped me to get rid of the of uh, the nerves as much as possible. I do still get nervous, but that's just natural, you know. And they're good. Like I really like cherish fear. Like whatever. There, there have been times before shows, even last week in Belgium, where I've, I've stood there, I'm five seconds away from having to go on rest as a cowboy uh, in front of all of these people I don't know. And I've honestly, I've said I don't want to do this. Like I'm, I fuck this, right? And then I'm like, but that's that's the whole point is to live outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, is to live outside of your comfort zone because. You find out things about yourself that you wouldn't find out if you just didn't take a risk. And it's always the first two seconds that I come out on stage is the immediate flip of that of that emotion that I feel before. It's the immediate, oh yeah, that's why I do it. Yeah. That's why I love having doing this and all that. So I think yeah, yeah, I think faith, trusting it's like faith over certainty was was something that really changed. Um, the way I approached uh, acting, but also life as well, especially during the pandemic, where instead of trying to look for certainty in, in a time where that was just impossible, just to have faith that it will pass. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me to uh, um, take the day as it came, day by day, fill it with little things, just look after yourself. There's no point in stressing over hypotheticals, you know, because you just make it worse. You just, you'll stress yourself in an early grave. So I think, yeah, that was probably the best uh, advice that came to my mind Never Brilliant. you sent me that question. And then just finally, man, what has been the biggest win of the week? How's your week been and what's been the biggest <laughs> win of the week? Well, the biggest win of the week for me, oh yeah, so just just this past week probably, probably the New York thing, just like, because I've been thinking about doing it for, I've been thinking about applying for it for ages. But I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I was like looking at the course and like I felt like inside I was like, oh my god, it'd be so cool to go to New York. Like even if it was like if I was shit or it was a shit time, I'd still be like in New York, you know, and I'd be like, Wow. So I was like, Okay, fuck it, I'll just apply and uh, I applied and then I got a phone call yesterday um, to say that they're gonna put me through to the director of the school and Excuse me, and then he's gonna confirm after like a thirty-minute call or something, you know, whether or not he be fine with me coming. But the guy that's in charge of admissions to the school is a friend of my friend, a friend of Chucky, a friend of Keelan. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he actually knows him because Keelan did that school as well, and uh, so I got on to the phone with that friend, and he was great. We were just cracking away, and, and I was like, and it was over, and I was just like. Yes, like, oh, I need one more call from this guy, you know. Uh, so, on tomorrow, on Friday night, I'll have a call with the student James We'll just talk about, he, apparently he does this with students where he just uh, talks to them to get to know them. And whether or not he feels that they're a, a fit, you know, for the, for the course. So, I think just not even, like, not even getting it. Like, if I knew I'd get it, obviously that'd be a win. But, like, I think... I always, uh, I always think that you gotta 
just to put yourself out there for some of the you got to celebrate everything man you got to celebrate every single thing so that's that's a huge win just even being yeah yeah even getting text back is massive yeah even just like uh, yeah even just taking the first step you know Uh, i think it's very important uh, for people uh, and myself for sure too because there'll be times where i will like put something off put something off as soon as i start it i start flying Yeah. So I think of the past week, uh, I think my my win was yeah just uh, just making the first step again, just to hopefully go to New York. Fantastic, brother. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. It's been absolutely brilliant, and the very very best of luck with clown school in a few weeks. I cannot wait to see what what happens, where you go, and where you end up. Hopefully, a few tours in Australia might be down the pipe. Oh, fine. Thank you very, very much, brother. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy. For anyone out there struggling at the moment, please reach out. Whether it be to a friend, family member, co-worker, or a professional helpline. It's incredible what a friendly voice and some understanding can do for you in a positive way. As always, stay golden, stay beautiful, and make it a win.